0: Springfest is basically a rave.
1: (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of Is Fitz Happy? I'm Luke. And I'm Emma. And today we're talking about chapter 10, Revelations. So the beginning part of this chapter is more of a rambling uh, thought stream of Fitz's when he's kind of writing down his kind of journal uh, when he takes breaks in between trying to write a history Mm -hmm. after this trilogy. And it's kind of just asking... If he wasn't born, would things be for the better? right? And he decides no, so he's kind of he's kind of glad that he was born and was here to enact change, but he's also in a miserable state in his life right now. Mm-hmm. so it's kind of a give or take there, so he has a little bit of fulfillment. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, this is kind of um an elf bark spiral, yeah, so he would probably. be feeling a little down,
1: mhm- Hundred percent. And yet, had I not been born, had not my parents fallen before a surge of lust, so much would be different. So much. Better? I think not. It would be nice to hold counsel with Chade one last time. And at this point, he's thinking that he's not going back to Buck ever again. Right. Just Careful what cabin. you wish for. Yeah. Just
0: <laughs> <laughs> um. So do you think this whole rambling section... um. Is Fitz admitting to himself that he kind of believes the fool is a is a prophet?
1: I don't know if he's fully gotten there yet. I think somewhere deep down he's like, yeah, this is he directed me in a better place. But at the same time, he's like "What mid 20s or something, upper 20s when he writes this, maybe. And going through
0: his quarter life crisis.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So we uh, come back to consciousness on the boat. They're crossing over, heading on their way to Forge here. And Shade is up and about and he's ready to uh ready to move on again, has mm-hmm. some more planning to do.
0: Um okay, so when Fitz comes in, Shade, without looking at him, points to the food and, and like, you know, gives them permission to eat. Do you think? shade has trained himself to be able to use his peripher- peripherals so well that he knows how, like what Fitz wants or do you think he has a teenage boy in front of him and knows that the only way he's going to get Fitz to listen is to feed him
1: uh he was also lady time and didn't give him any time to eat so i think yeah. i think he kind of knows that one yes he's a teenage boy and he will love to eat everything in front of him. Mm-hmm. Two, they traveled extremely hard last night and didn't have, you know, they besides the barest essentials, they didn't really have, like, meals. Right. And three, like, he didn't give him any chance to eat in the trip beforehand, so mm-hmm. I feel like it all kind of culminated into, you need food. <laughs> and also, they have a big journey ahead of them as well, right. and he probably doesn't want to stop as mm. much.
0: Also, do you think... He slept at all. Jade, do you think he slept?
1: Yes. Yes, I do. Um, I think he slept for a few hours at least. He went onto the boat almost stumbling and falling down and falling asleep where he stood. Mm -hmm. And he kind of like went into the boat without even a question of what Fitz was going to do with his horse or anything like that. He just kind of assumed. Mm -hmm. So and he kept insisting that he was going to be fine with a few hours rest on the boat. So I think he did sleep for a little bit. Right. And we get Fitz's, um, next comment of you smell like keros seed. Right. Jade is all energetic and he's trying to plan things and, and tell Fitz what the next step is to do. hmm And Fitz has to butt in with this. Yeah. He has to get the conversation going.
0: Um, and he does talk about how this is a drug that everyone does once a year at Springfest.
1: Yep. The lightly sprinkled um, buns with keros Yeah.
0: Um, which led me to wonder, what kind of society just casually lets children do drugs once a year?
1: <laughs> but- I have a feeling like it's a mild form of caffeine, like a very v- like or a, a extre- an extreme version of caffeine. Excuse me, caffeine would be a very mild version of kerosene, where you're like you take a little bit and woo.
0: See, you get I was, a high
1: and you get energy, and then all of a sudden it crashes.
0: See, I was picturing more like um, the drug Molly, so ecstasy. I guess I don't know which one it is. I don't do drugs, so I'm not cool. But I, so I'm just like that. Seems like a little odd to just be like, yeah, sure, children eat this drug cake. Why not? It's a holiday.
1: Um, but he does get into the dangers of kerosene, as explained to him by Burek, mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, if you give it to a horse, they'll seem bright. They could chase down something. They'll have energy for that period then. But then they will never be the same animal as they once were. They never have the same energy. Everything seems dull to them. They won't work as well. And that sort of thing. And Shade's like, yeah, I'm sure Burek knows his stuff about animals, about animals right
0: (laughs) like okay so do you think this conversation is Fitz trying to find a way to tell an adult you shouldn't do that
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) he's like but another adult told me it's very bad and can kill you Mm -hmm. don't do this
0: right well I just think it's funny that he's like well you know Burek says that it'll change a horse after he's had it once Right after saying that everybody has it once a year, right, so by right. that logic, <laughs> you know, even Fitz would have had it and then therefore be completely different. But, um, I just thought it was kind of cute where he just keeps bringing up, Well, Burek said,
1: <laughs> and Chade is just like, Yeah, Burek is knowledgeable with horses and animals, listen to him. I know my limits kind of thing. Just Uh leave me alone. I know what I'm doing. You've learned from me for the past, you know, three years. Yeah.
0: Do you think he's jealous of Burek? Like in this Um, moment with Fitz's relationship to him, because it seems so parental at this moment. Do you think he's a little jealous?
1: I didn't get that feeling. Okay. Um, I just felt like since shade is already all jacked up on Mountain Dew. (laughs) He, uh, He's just kind of like, can we get to the planning now, Fitz? Like, yes. Uh-huh. Okay.
0: I know it's bad. I okay? know what
1: Burek told you. <laughs> okay. I have spies everywhere.
0: <laughs> I also do want to point out um, that Shade says, even as a boy, he showed great promise. He is seldom wrong when speaking about horses, which is about Burek. Mm-hmm. Um, Which means Shade has known about Burek since he was young. Oh, yeah. Which is kind of a... Weird thing to think because because Shade and Burek are both father figures to fits, I always picture them being close to the same age. And this really just like reminded me that. Nope. <laughs> Shade yeah. is like way older. Shade's I'm, more grandpa. I'm
1: sure Shade was very. Uh, very involved in the decision to allow Burek to be close to chivalry because <laughs> Burek was chivalry's kingsman. He was the 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 well of strength for skilling for chivalry, and I'm sure Shade was brought in to be as an advisor, like, Mm -hmm. is this guy okay? Investigate his background, make sure he can be by my son, like, kind of thing. He is the next king, make sure he's safe. So, even though chivalry, quote-unquote, chose Biric as a companion, I'm sure Shade had a lot of oversight into that, as well as Shrewd, obviously.
0: And Shade loves chivalry, so I'm sure he would have triple-checked.
1: So yeah, he's known about him and known of him and known him for a very long time. It's kind of gets out of my head as well, Mm -hmm. because they're just kind of, uh, they're kind of there as the, like you said, the father figures, they give their wisdom, they teach fits, they kind of hold the same role, but on different sides of him. And you never think of them as like, oh yeah, shade is like almost twice Fieric's age. Mm -hmm. But uh, this brings me to the next point that we were kind of speculating on what it was last time Shade was on because we thought he was on some sort of drug. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not kerosene because that gives you way too much of a an abandon of any caution kind of feeling mm-hmm. and a harder crash than he had. And I still don't believe it's elf bark because I also don't think that gives you a crash and. Fitz's thoughts when he's coming off of elf bark are incredibly depressing. Right. And Shade was only musing vaguely about like, oh, I guess you should learn the skill, but the skill hasn't been taught for a while kind of thing. He wasn't going into his like, I should have learned this as well. I am blood. So I Mm. I keep heading back towards a special concoction of Shade's. Right. More similar to like a caffeine. Mm hmm. That'll give you a mild energy boost. Mm. Maybe it had some kerosene in it, but not a lot. Does, I don't know.
0: I, I mean, I don't know off the top of my head. I just thought of this, but does Sindin give you energy and a bleak outlook?
1: I think it I don't know about the bleak outlook. Uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to keep an eye on that or, or look it up or something. But yeah. um, it does give you energy or like a high mm-hmm. as well i because feel like it,
0: he would have access i know that's kind of more popular in um or, or down it down south more yeah um but
1: oh he would definitely have access to
0: <laughs> yeah he has access to all sorts of weird stuff so
1: yeah i i kind of lean towards a proprietary blend a house blend <laughs> for shade some tea that he drank yeah so he didn't crash as hard and plus it's the energy of a mission like true I think he was, as we can see later on in this chapter, he was very concerned about the people of Forge. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that adrenaline kept him going as well.
0: So, um, just thinking, what if he wasn't on drugs before? He was just going based off adrenaline, and he thought he could push himself that far because he forgets how old he is. Um, And then he realized... Once he got to the boat, I cannot keep up with this. And now I'm going to take drugs. Do you think that could be a possibility?
1: Yeah, that's definitely, uh, definitely possible. Hmm. Um, I, we just don't know for sure. Yeah,
0: true. (laughs) All speculation. So. After telling Fitz basically to get over the drug use, um, he starts talking about the plan of action. um, Shade does. So um, he tells Fitz where they're going um, and how they're going to get there. They're going to travel by night. Um, They should be at Forge by mid-afternoon. And then he says, we'll go in as travelers, you and I. That's all I've decided so far. The rest will have to be planned from hour to hour. And it made me wonder if this is where Fitz gets the habit of charging in with half form plans you just need the first part and then figure it out
1: Uh, like we mentioned in a previous episode he learns by example Uh (laughs) so quite possibly
0: and i mean i don't think shade is as reckless as Fitz is or becomes um I think he means I'm planning hour from hour just because he doesn't know what they're going to find and how the story might change. But I could see a young Fitz thinking, oh, he doesn't know what's going to happen. Like, he doesn't even know what we're going to do. We're just winging it. It's a fun adventure. And um, yeah, so I just noticed that.
1: They get to shore and uh, the tide is a little bit wrong in that section. So Fitz has to swim with the horses to shore little bit of a scuffle on there. Chade is scouting out the path they have to go up, and they have to climb a very, very bad path up cliffs. Mm-hmm. And you know that's very treacherous with two horses pulling behind you.
0: That would be terrifying. Yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> dripping wet, and almost one of the horses almost falls and almost pulls another one. Ugh. Yeah. Said it was like heart was in his throat the whole time on the way up, and.
0: Yeah, I would be the same way. I'm terrified of heights, so I can't even imagine having to climb a steep incline at night (laughs) and hold on to two animals. Oh, no, thank you.
1: They do make it all the way to the top, though. They do. And Jade is just within the thralls of Seed now, and he's having a great time. Throws away their lantern. He's like, we'll ride by night. (laughs) F it we'll do it live, you know. <laughs> and uh he just shouts away and then charges off on his horse and they're galloping down a hill now. Like down a cliffside on the yeah. other side. And this is where Fitz gets to a little bit of more of an understanding of Bieric's thoughts and how he thinks about chivalry, or how he thought about chivalry. Right. Uh It says, You lead, and I will follow, and I will trust entirely that you will not lead me to death or harm. Suddenly, everything was easy and clear. I simply did whatever Chade told me to do, and trusted to him to have it turn out right. This was what Biric had gotten from chivalry, and what he missed so badly. And those few select lines throughout that page, it's just... That's exactly what it is. It's so easy to be like, you are obviously way more knowledgeable and skillful skillful than I am. Mm-hmm. I will trust everything to you. Do right by me. And that's yeah. it. <laughs> and that's all you have to do. You just have to obey them. You just have it's, to follow their lead and yeah. it's a weight off your shoulders.
0: Honestly, it's kind of dog-like.
1: It is. Which is, yeah.
0: I mean... Pretty on par for the both of them. Oh, yeah. But just, <laughs> oh, yeah. just like, oh, I trust this person and they would never, ever make a mistake Loyal or lead to me to harm fault. way, harm's mm-hmm. way.
1: It's a great sentiment, but flawed. Definitely. It's good for bursts like this. Mm-hmm. But if you live your life by it, it, it sets you up for extreme heartbreak later.
0: Yeah. Which like, is
1: what Burek went through yeah. when he found out that exactly. chivalry had a bastard kid with somebody he wasn't married to. Mm-hmm. Like I yeah, it's
0: Yeah, it's not good to set people up on pedestals like that.
1: Exactly. Um
0: but it does say that this traveling is super dangerous. Um Oh yeah. And Fitz even says, "It is a wonder we did not break our necks." But there it is. Sometimes luck belongs to children and madmen.
1: That night I felt we were both. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just really like that, <laughs> that quote.
1: More comments on the horses and how they're faring. And Shade mm-hmm. stopped to breathe them, but not as often as Burek would have. Yeah.
0: And it's really interesting. This chapter does a lot of com- kind of comparing yeah, Burek and Shade subtly, not mm-hmm. exactly like you
1: this, is know. Yeah. this is what Burek would do. This is what Shade would do. But there's subtle comments thrown in there of Fitz thinking about. The animals in particular and what Shade did versus what he was taught by Beric, mm-hmm. and things like that. The the Keras seed conversation.
0: Right. And I don't know, it's just a really interesting um, dynamic and difference between the two of these uh, father figures for Fitz.
1: This feels like, to me, a chapter where Fitz is kind of reconciling both of their teachings in his brain. Right. Um, And and finally, kind of, like, blending the two together of, like, you can live your life multiple ways. Mm -hmm. There is good to take from both of them.
0: Right. And probably just thinking about how um, both of these men are super intelligent and people he trusts wholeheartedly. um, But they both also are so different that it just opens the door to... How can I be different, maybe?
1: Shade is um, very excited to point out landmarks that he recognizes. Mm -hmm. Uh, His hand shook slightly as he pointed at something. So again, I'm going to relate it to caffeine. If you have too much caffeine at once, your body starts to get the jitters. You have like too much energy. And I feel like that's where he's kind of at right now. Oh, really? Yeah, where it's Mm -hmm. like he got past the initial push of energy and you're in control. And now he's just like... Too shaky. Too shaky just on the other side of the energy hump and slowly coming down from it. That's where I'm kind of feeling oh. he's at right now.
0: See, I like that. I was just thinking maybe he was shaking because something happened at that ravine, since we know this is where he grew up.
1: Mm, this yeah. is it's uh fairly close. There's um
0: Well, I mean, when you're yeah. a country person. True, true, yeah. <laughs> Speaking as someone who grew up in the middle of nowhere. It is, once you live in the middle of nowhere, you know everywhere around because there's nothing else to do.
1: <laughs> yeah, he says about a half hour later, he pointed off to the left and he says, that's Wolcott. And we know he grew up, you know, within that area.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the edges of Wolcott.
1: <laughs> yeah, less than a mile from here. And you kind of see a little bit of his his concern peek out. He's like, I don't like the thought of Raiders so close To my hometown basically
0: yeah do you think he's he says this and he gets so worried not just because of the duty but because he grew up with these people and he feels more of a kinship to these specific people
1: i think so but at the same time the forefront forefront i think so but at the same time the forefront of his mind has been the defense and well-being of the kingdom for the past you know 30 years yeah so i feel like while he does feel a kinship still to the area mm-hmm. and like the people that he can reminisce about like the baker that's gonna be up and things like that i feel like it's mostly just i i I do feel something for these people because they're my people I'm supposed to protect kind of thing mm-hmm. and not just for his hometown. Okay.
0: Um I also wanted to ask you um how do you think royalty came by this little nothing town? Like we never really hear it again I don't think. I mean I'll keep an eye out, but I don't really remember Wolcott coming up very often. So how is a bastard born In this middle of nowhere.
1: I'm not sure. I I mean, it's not guaranteed that King Bounty rolled through Wolcott at all. Mm -hmm. His mom, Jade's mom, could have been somewhere else and met King Bounty. And then when she remarried, they could have moved to Wolcott or his stepfather could have been from Wolcott or something. And he could have been raised there. I don't know.
0: It. I guess we do also find out later that Wolcott, um or Forge is somewhere that is under Verity's protection. Um, so I guess yeah. that would mean that it wouldn't be too far from the castle.
1: Correct. It is in Buck so Dutchy.
0: I guess maybe you get lost on a horse and some nice girl helps <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> There's only one way to thank her. I don't know.
1: <laughs> wow. So uh, we get into a small description of Forge that it's pretty much only on maps because there's a mine there it produces a lot of iron. Mm-hmm. And that there are some scuttled boats off there and there's a bunch of smoke rising from the town, but no one's really milling about. There's no activity. They don't see anybody. It's pretty much abandoned. This is where Shade really... Kind of loosens up that shield he was holding. Right. Fitz asks, Where are the people? Dead, taken hostage, or hiding in the woods still. There was a tightness in Chade's voice that drew my eyes to his face. I was amazed at the pain I saw there. He saw me staring at him and shrugged mutely. The feeling that these folk belong to you, that their disaster is your failure, it will come to you as you grow. It goes with the blood. Right. Again, another hint that he's, you know, of the royal line. Mm-hmm.
0: Which Fitz still doesn't know. Yeah. I keep forgetting because we know, but. <laughs> um, But this actually this chunk of um, the section uh, stood out to me because I was thinking. I don't think Fitz ever truly feels like the duchies belong to him or that. The people there are his to protect. I feel like he creates a family or a pack (laughs) and those people he wants to protect with everything. And he truly does believe that their disasters are his failure. But I don't think he ever grows into a sense of the country as a whole is something I need to personally give to
1: i feel like there are a couple moments but you're right in that i don't think it's ever like his thought or his idea Mm -hmm. at the forefront there might be a couple like oh these people are just helpless right
0: i mean he's not gonna let helpless people get hurt by any means but but he's just
1: he's disillusioned by the whole royal family and being used as a tool throughout Mm -hmm. most of the books that I feel like that is a completely correct sentiment in that his pack is, is his pack and that's it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, And I wonder if this is part of why he and shade clash so much um, in the future, because shade is just expecting him to grow up already and to take responsibility for all of the people and not just
1: quit being so selfish.
0: Yeah. Because to shade, you know, It is selfish. You should want to. You're a Farseer. It's in your blood. And
1: Jade dedicated his life to assisting the throne, to making the six duchies a strong kingdom that would stand for a very, very, very long time, secure the bloodlines, train up another assassin who could then take Jade's place as a royal Mm -hmm. advisor who is related to the royal line and would be loyal forever and then then he doesn't
0: do you think that shade is so fiercely loyal and has all these strong feelings of protecting the royal line because somebody skilled it into him or do you think that that's just who he is as a person
1: i think that's who he is Um, I don't like to think that Shrewd would do that to his brother. Mm -hmm.
0: Um, well, I don't even think it's Shrewd who would have done it, but
1: continue. King Bounty or whatever, his dad?
0: Maybe, or somebody under King Bounty's direction.
1: Could be. Um, I, I just feel like Shrewd wouldn't direct or do that i don't know about king bounty and i feel like chade being trained as young as he was was kind of indoctrinated like Fitz, but i don't think he got that same direction as Fitz did from shrewd Mm -hmm. like from his king so i feel like chade just kind of grew up in that indoctrination of yes we are the royal family you are loyal to us we will take care of each other and then when the accidents happened and he came back True did take care of him mm-hmm. and captain fed he has a royal you know advisor position yeah
0: i was just gonna i don't know it just popped into my head do you think maybe it's because this is how he's important and it like
1: definitely could be
0: you know he this is his purpose this is all he can do and so he's gonna do it well
1: we know when he was uh, a young man, he was very foppish. He was very extravagant mm-hmm. and vain and loved being out there. and he did kill people during that time for his crown. And then when he had his uh, like potion-making accident, he disappeared for a couple of years. And from hints in the text, I get that he was very depressed. Right. And very upset and eventually came back. Everyone thought he was dead. His brother recognized him and gave him a job and allowed him to help him. I don't know. I feel like it's kind of just the familial loyalty plus what you said, like he's useful this way. This is what he does.
0: Yeah. Kind of sad. But also I do have more of an appreciation that Shade actually does have a big heart as ruthless as he seems sometimes um he does care about people and the greater good as a whole
1: i was looking for a quote i think two weeks ago and i was checking through the last trilogy and it was uh at the point where they were discussing the fool's wounds Mm -hmm. and Chade is just sitting there, like, musing out loud of how they tortured him and what devices they must have used. And like, oh, this goes against everything I know about torture. Usually you offer them a way out, but these just wanted to inflict pain. And Fitz is sitting there, and I think one other person, I think Nettle is sitting there, and and she's like, Chade, please stop.
0: (laughs) Well, he's old. He forgets his manners Yeah, he was was like
1: a hundred and just...
0: (laughs) He's that grandpa who, like, doesn't have a filter anymore. It's been too long.
1: <laughs> Completely knowledge-based. Mm-hmm. And can turn off his empathy when he wants to. <laughs> right. But um, they they kind of wander their way down. Shade is a little bit more despondent. He's coming off of his kerosene high a little bit. Um, he's still energetic, but the crash is coming later. And... They're kind of discussing the reasons why Forge would be hit. Why, why the raiders would come here. And Jade's like, the ship's gone, boy. A raiding ship doesn't move without a full complement of rowers. Not in the current off this piece of coast. Which is another wonder. How did they know our tides and currents well enough to raid here? Why raid here at all? To carry off iron ore? Easier by far for them to pirate it off a trading ship. It doesn't make sense, boy. No sense at all. And I just want to kind of connect this to my previous theory that this is to embarrass the crown. And it comes from a higher source. How did they know the currents and the tides? They got information from somebody. This is all in my head. I don't know this for sure. (laughs) Right. And why would they raid here when Verity was away reprimanding somebody else to embarrass the crown in the same way that Verity's reprimanding somebody else? So he looks like a hypocrite to undermine that link. So I still think it's the Queen Desire or uh, Regal.
0: Yeah, this this portion specifically... how they would have to know the tides to be able to raid here really did point me more towards the side of maybe it is Queen Desire helping. Um, I still love the idea that it's just like (laughs) the butterfly flew by on the left side of the boat and, you know, then, all right, tides are in (laughs) or out. I don't know what you need. (laughs) I don't know anything about boats, but. You know, I think it just sounds more cool if it's based off of some Oh,
1: it definitely sounds dumb more cool thing, way.
0: Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, I'm sure this kind of does make me feel like the Queen or Regal are involved in this.
1: Robin Hobb describes a pretty vacant scene here. There's random items strewn around and... Fitz says that a grim horror settled on him. And Jade's just like, we're too late. And Fitz doesn't know what he's talking about. Jade's like, they returned the hostages, and Fitz is like, where? And I realize at this point that he is blind. (laughs) (laughs) He realizes himself that he kind of like he lifts his eyes and sees a bunch of people milling around and fighting over different objects. But he is so used to relying on his wit sense Mm -hmm. that he doesn't even look with his eyes anymore. He waits to notice it with his wit and then swings his eyes to that direction. He doesn't like look around. He doesn't know that he's doing that even until this moment. Right. And Jade's like, are you actually blind and dumb he's like looking at Fitz like what are what yeah Yeah. Shade looked at me incredulously as if I were insane or very stupid there in the ruins of that building they're probably in plain sight (laughs) it's probably directly in front of them they're
0: heading towards these
1: people (laughs) and Fitz kind of goes through this realization in his brain that uh, that there was something off about these people They were fighting over things. They didn't seem to have conscious because they doesn't matter if they steal something from a child and knock the child over. Right. And he says, this realization was horrifying enough to behold, but I couldn't feel them either. Yeah. I hadn't seen or heard them until Jade pointed them out. I would have ridden right past them, blind. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And the other momentous thing that happened to me at that point was that I realized I was different from everyone else I knew. Yeah. There's a a really good quote in here right after about Robin Hobb kind of making an analogy between realizing that you have a different sense than everybody else. And it's if a seeing child grew up in a village of the blind, you wouldn't know how to describe colors or anything like that. And that's what Fitz does with his wit. Right. With the old blood.
0: Which is really interesting to not realize that. Well, I guess like she says, you wouldn't know because nobody else has it and they're not talking about it. Yeah. And so you would just assume like nobody talks about. Well, no other. I guess other senses you do talk about like that pie smells so good or.
1: Don't <laughs> don't take the analogy too far
0: no. here. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to say <laughs> that you wouldn't know because you don't get taught how to look at
1: things. Right, right. and
0: Or how to smell something right. So, yeah, I could see how this would be startling. Um, and also really creepy that these people aren't people. Yeah. Um, but it does make me wonder how much attention Fitz could be giving to things um, if he's using these senses. Because he's trained as an assassin. He's trained to... As a spy, to look around and um, pick up things that other people aren't supposed to notice, and I wonder if he just is so good at the people thing that he doesn't really need to notice anything unless it's connected to the people. And so Shade doesn't care that he doesn't have a good eye for detail, or
1: he does you know, have a good eye for detail because he trains it. Remember, right? Right? Shade like trains him with like the colors. Well, that's and stuff why like it's just that. so
0: weird that he's in this town looking at all these things he is a little
1: distracted by the like Fair the enough. damage around but still like it gives me this passage gives me so much more respect for shade's abilities right to fully focus attention on one thing to observe everything around him and he doesn't have the wit right he doesn't have this subconscious ability to help him out to feel other people's feelings and or to tell like that. him where people are or to tell him where people are he just was that good. Yeah. Normally.
0: So naturally talented.
1: Where could Fitz be if he just came into the wit later in life and learned to use it after he learned his super observer abilities? <laughs> right. Um, But Fitz kind of goes in his head like there's lifelines that connect everybody together. Um, I'm just kind of realizing this. It's, it's the life like web that I'm seeing. And he realizes that these people have no life in them at all there's nothing so he gets instantly terrified of that concept Mm -hmm. because every living thing that he remembers has had this wit sense so Uh far right remember the fool does not
0: well well i was wondering if the fool is more of like a muted but you're right. The fool does not, as far as
1: me. Because he can easily sneak up on him, on Fitz. Right. That's why he time. was in the
0: middle of the path and he was scared. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, Fitz was not aware of it at the other times that he has met the fool. So, I'm going to be interested to see the next time that we meet the fool with Fitz mm-hmm. if Fitz recognizes that he doesn't give off a wit sense. Right. If he can't, you know, see that life glow around him.
0: It's a Is it that he doesn't give off wit sense or because I know Night Eyes calls him scentless one. So is it that he does not give off a wit sense or is it just that he doesn't have a scent?
1: I always thought it was both because um, Fitz always talks about how he can like literally sneak up behind him and Fitz doesn't recognize Mm -hmm. that he's there until he's right behind him. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen with anybody else. But we'll have to uh, we'll have to keep track of that.
0: Yeah, Definitely.
1: So Fitz is terrified. He grabs Chade's reins and gallops him out. He's like, okay, enough of this. He doesn't give any explanation to Chade at all. Chade is like angrily shouting because Chade was about to dismount and go over and speak to these people. Right. And Fitz is just babbling. He's just like, no, 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 we can't. We can't do it. He's trying to explain what he felt, but he's just realizing what he felt right now. Like he's just coming into his own understanding of what he's feeling. Yeah. And he can't put it into words.
0: Well, yeah, because how do you explain to a blind person what the color blue is?
1: Right, exactly.
0: So Fitz is giving an explanation as to what's happening. Um, And I... Just quick question. Does Fitz explain to Shade that he has the wit and so therefore can sense people...
1: I don't think he ever tells him that he has that.
0: He just says he can sense
1: Yeah, that these people
0: don't sense. the.
1: I didn't look at him as I panted out my fear and a garbled explanation of what I had felt. So I think he's just being like, I didn't feel any life in them kind of thing. Right. And just kind of well, saying variations on that.
0: I just wondered because this is where shade pulls away. Yeah. um, And it really hurts Fitz's feelings mm-hmm. because... I mean, he says it hurt all the more because he had not pulled back that way from the folk in Forge, which, to be fair, Shay doesn't know that these people aren't human anymore. And Fitz does, but it would still be hurtful to tell somebody, I have this thing that's different about me and I'm telling you, I know. And then and you care about this person and then they pull away and look at you like, oh, you're kind of a freak. That would be really hard. Um, So.
1: Yeah, he basically told Shade that he had a sixth sense, that he could right. feel people's feelings, their life, and mm-hmm. Shade's like, what? It's
0: like ESPN or something. Yeah,
1: it's like <laughs> ESPN or something. Um, um, yeah. so-, so,
0: <laughs> so then um, Shade is trying to, you know, you know what, you're freaked out. This is the first time you've had to deal with something like this, but people just act weird when they've gone through a horrible situation, yeah,
1: shock, yeah, definitely, that's you, definitely true. They
0: just need some time. They've seen something horrible. It'll be fine. And Fitz is adamant: no, this is different. Um, But then they, some people fleeing the village, see them.
1: Yeah, some people that were ahead on the road in the direction that Fitz and Shade fled, mm-hmm. and. Fitz kind of warns them, hey, there's someone ahead, but it was kind of already too late by the time that they got up to them.
0: And they call him the Pocked Man.
1: Yes. The Pocked Man. Legends come to life. Heartless ghosts walk embodied through our village ruins. Meaning the forged people. Mm -hmm. And the black-cloaked pocked man brings his disease upon us. We have lived too soft and the old gods punish us. Our fat lives will be the death of us all. And And
0: Shade is not happy to be seen.
1: No. No. Um, He's endured probably a lot of ridicule in his days. Right. When he was a younger man. Yeah. And... He doesn't want to freak out the kingdom anyways. Right. So he's aware of what his visage will do to people if they Mm -hmm. see it. Yeah. And now he's really mad because besides the raiders, besides these villagers being returned and fighting among each other, rumors of a fairy tale and a legend brought to life to bring death to everybody has been seen and will spread as well. So it's going to be... Inciting even more of a riot, the mm-hmm. raiders wanted to instill fear, and with their acts of terrorism and raiding, right. And Chade kind of helped them out.
0: Yeah, Un- unwittingly. Yeah, unwittingly.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. And then it says, um, another comparison between Chade and Burek that Chade leads them off, um, the hillside, and it was the same unchallenging way of moving that Burick had when confronting a wary horse or dog.
1: Yep, they didn't even acknowledge the villagers. Mm -hmm. They just kind of moved off to the side and went up a hill.
0: And Shade says, follow me, boy. Do you want to be stoned in the road? It's not a pleasant experience. So how many times do you think this has happened to him? For him to know, like, we gotta leave because they're gonna stone And they do! They follow him and they're throwing rocks, which... Do they not see Fitz there? What is he chop liver?
1: <laughs> Someone hanging out with the pox man is already dead. I'm sure. Yes.
0: And I, they're scared. Their oh, loved they're ones are not themselves. So
1: yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a sad situation completely mm-hmm. at the end of it. Shade kind of, relents his adrenaline he's like it's fine it's over and kerosene crash happens yeah as well and then Fitz has to take the lead for the next like two days that they journey back
0: well they don't journey back for the first two days yeah they let him sleep
1: yeah and (laughs) Fitz Fitz asks if he really is the pocked man and Shade's like what (laughs) what
0: Well, it probably think hurt his old?
1: feelings.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does probably hurt his feelings a little bit because, you know, he probably does not want to be seen as the Pocked Man.
1: The Pocked Man? The legendary harbinger of disease and disaster? Oh, come, boy, you're not simple. That legend is hundreds of years old. Surely you can't believe I'm that ancient. I shrugged. I wanted to say, You are scarred and you bring death, but I did not utter it. Which is really good that he didn't, because it would just Ooh, shade really been, hurt yeah. his feelings. yeah.
0: But, it, you know, I did think about it, and I, was, I did wonder for a second before remembering that it wasn't true. If Shade had started that rumor up, and like, oh, there's a pocked man that brings death, like, for some scheme of his, and now it's just backfired. But I guess not. It's just another... Which is so crazy that they have this weird lore that was there a pocked man at one point that was a disease spreader? Like, how does this even start?
1: And they kind of go into a talk about how the Poct man l- rumors will spread throughout the kingdom. And then it's just, it's, they already have enough to fear and already have enough to think about that. This was just the bad cherry on top of the terrible dessert. Yeah. So, however you knew it, you were right. I have been thinking most carefully of everything I saw in Forge and recalling the words of those villagers who tried to stone us. And Shade's kind of saying that he thought about it and maybe you are right that there's something terribly wrong with these villagers that were returned. Right. And I think this is the part where... Shade is starting to think about magic and the wit and just getting that inkling in his brain because we know he he kind of figures it out later because he helps Burek when Fitz uh, dies in the last book of this or in the in the next book of this right and um, we know that Shade has studied a lot of the magics Especially skill, but he's been able to scry since he was a child. Um, we know that he's has the whole like circle of magic kind of thing going on, and, and he's probably investigated some other things. Mm-hmm. So he probably gets just this inkling is like mental checklist: go through all my scrolls and look up anything of people being able to sense life, kind <laughs> of thing. Yeah. So they they quickly discuss, or or Chade talks about how. The threat is not idle that these Red Ship raiders brought. Mm-hmm. Like this is actually a danger, and it's a terrible choice to give us. So then they they stay in camp for a couple days because Shade yeah. crashes.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting to point out that Shade also owns up to the fact that he was wrong about Kera seed and shouldn't have used it. Burek was right to warn you about it, boy. But sometimes there are no choices but poor ones. Sometimes in the bad times like these. Yeah. And...
1: Shade knew that it wasn't great and it was going to end poorly on the way back. But he needed to get there for the king. Right. For the information.
0: I just... I... The quote, but sometimes there are no choices but poor ones, is so sad. And... I don't know. It just really resonated with me, this read-through. I just wanted to make sure we touched on it. Um, but yeah, so now we have them traveling back, which would not be a fun journey.
1: Yeah, they stayed a full night there. And then the next evening, they started traveling back. Mm-hmm. So a full day camped where they pretty much got away from the villagers. Right. And slowly, you know made their way back the way that it came. The signal fire got the boat.
0: Yeah. Shade was basically a lump on the back of a horse.
1: Yeah. Uh, Just assumed that Fitz would deal with the horses, which he did because he's a boy and he had his pride according to this. Right.
0: And I mean, Shade trained him, so (laughs) I'm sure he would trust his handiwork. But it is kind of crappy that he is making a teenage boy do all of the hard work
1: probably Just, couldn't do any other work
0: true sometimes there are no choices but the bad ones
1: yeah um so then by the afternoon of the next day they make it back to neat bay back to the inn and Fitz can say that lady time is back but she needs a lot of rest don't well, bother not her better well yeah he's he says <laughs> to the innkeeper that she's feeling a little bit better mm. <laughs> <laughs> um he's eating a bun she smells like kerosene which is kind of gross that you take a drug once and then for the next like three days you start sweating and of the smell it again Ugh. Yeah. and
0: i imagine that it doesn't smell good like if he keeps bringing it up rancidly and, sweet and then i wonder too though does he actually smell strongly of kerosene or is this just because fitz has a dog like
1: no, I, I think it's more so that yeah. but, but
0: i guess i mean technically doesn't not, he have to be
1: yeah, bonded, he's not bonded to be
0: able to use this scent? so maybe maybe he does just smell real bad
1: <laughs> stinky <laughs> we learned that verity's diplomacy had gone well and lady grace was now the darling of the town so this is four days later about it might be five i could be miscounting but that moved quickly then She must have, within the next two days, made, like, a full speech that got accepted, shoved off her jewelry and said, pay for everything. Um, People in town were talking about her. And the tower is now being called uh, Grace's Tower. Just, like, everything went well with Fitz's plan. Right. Slash the fool's plan.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it doesn't do anything for Verity's reputation because of the raid on Forge.
1: Yep. It says, but they gossiped too of how the red ships had crept past Verity's own towers and of the strange events at Forge. And hear more than once about the sightings of the pocked Man as well. So yeah. those That news traveled fast.
0: Yeah. And do you think that the reason that there's such a big focus on Verity messing up is because the queen has her own spies in town spreading this anti-Verity rhetoric?
1: I'm nodding. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 100%. Probably not as skilled as shades because they don't need to be. Right. Because, you know, they have the raiders doing a lot of that work for mm-hmm. them. But at the same time, they have to have people being like, oh, but You know, verity. Yeah, what did he do? Grace is great, but ooh, big hypocrite here, huh? He let our village of Forge be attacked, right? And we get a big paragraph about the Forged people, about how they're evil and that ships no longer stopped at Forge.
0: Yeah, and they even have said that they're going to find iron ore elsewhere because people are avoiding this town so much. And yet somehow it was harder still to hear ordinary folk say that soon it would be over, that the creatures of Forge would kill one another and thank all that was divine for that.
1: Yeah, people of Nipe would rather them die and think that's the only good thing left for them.
0: And it kind of is. Yeah. Because they're not people anymore. They can't participate in society.
1: (laughs) And yet people, we learn at the end of the Tawny Man trilogy that when those people are unforged, they remember everything that they did. Yep. So they are aware. Mm -hmm. This is truly evil. Right. They literally take away conscience and everything from those people right and just yeah
0: i don't mean to laugh i just was thinking about how this is very similar to in vampire diaries (laughs) where vampires can turn off their humanity and then it's really hard to get them to turn it back on but um yeah so if anybody's vampire diary fan out there (laughs) the forge people are basically vampires turning their humanity off so (laughs) anyway
1: so lady time and Fitz make their way back to Buckkeep um
0: but the night before they do that but
1: the night before they do that Shade's like I've decided you need to learn the skill Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go back to Shrewd and demand it this time times being what they are these evil times are on us basically we need every weapon we can get yeah
0: well he specifically says i will go to shrewd yet again yep and this time i will demand it so how many times has shade been asking shrewd to teach Fitz the skill right uh and why is shrewd saying no
1: because it's the law his father shrewd's father passed that law that it's only the royal family, it's only to, you know, the kings and the princes, basically,
0: sure. But Galen knows, and he's a bastard, so what difference does it make if Fitz gets to learn?
1: They don't know that, well, the royal family kind of knows, but it's like a
0: well, yeah, secret. but I'm saying if it's the law that only and they're he's so worried about people perceiving this breaking of the law
1: well because verity and chivalry were the last people taught by solicity and galen was also partially their teacher galen was around before that law was created he's not that old is he he's like probably 45 or something right now
0: but then he would be too young to have not he wouldn't have been able to grand be grandfathered in If Shrewd's dad made the law, because he was
1: Solicity's apprentice before Chivalry and Verity.
0: But that would mean that he would have to be around the same age as the king to have been able, because the king's dad, who is dead, made the law, presumably not when he was in his prime, right? I don't know. I don't know either. I just. I don't know.
1: I believe that Galen was selected to become the next skill master because the skill master was a position that still had to happen. It still had to be there. They still had to have that teacher for the princes, for the kings. That can't be all on them to teach. Right. So Galen was selected and probably kind of forced into that position. Because Solicity later said or like had written down or something that he wasn't going to be the skill master basically because he didn't have the right disposition for anything so I'm guessing because of his status as you know the another bastard that or half brother to Regal I believe um, that he got taught and Solicity didn't agree with it so I think that probably that's probably why that he was going to be the next skill master after solicity
0: because
1: mm. they had to keep that position going that would be what i would assume at least
0: i don't know it just feels like if you're already breaking the rule for somebody as dumb as galen <laughs>
1: <then> <laughs> obviously he Midler? wasn't always that dumb
0: okay well he obviously didn't have any talent so <laughs> not sure. no talent he has talent but He's always a trash person.
1: Well, chivalry broke his mind, but yes, he was probably always a trash person. he did that
0: because Galen was being mean to him to begin with. Not that I approve (laughs) of breaking someone's mind, but...
1: Yeah, so, um... Pretty much the end of the settled and good times in The Six Duchies. Mm -hmm. And Jade kind of says that at the end of this chapter... And Fitz is kind of left hanging out there thinking about all the bad things that had just happened. He realized he had a, he was different from everybody else. Their raiders were there. He's hearing rumors about how these people would be better, better off killed. The pocked man rumors and shades like demeanor of like, this is really bad for the whole kingdom. Mm-hmm.
0: And it is scary when you're young to have an adult be scared. Yeah, because, you know, when you're young, you think adults have everything figured out. They know everything. And when you see them scared and uncertain, it's very scary, for lack of a better word. Um, It's scary to you, too, because if they're scared, then I should be scared. And yeah, so now he has to he remembers that in the years to come. He's going to wonder if these events will ever pass.
1: Oh yeah, oh Fitz Pretty uh, stressful chapter for him Definitely. In general Not really much room for feeling Besides exhaustion Right And fear Yeah No real sadness <laughs> Which is I guess a plus
0: Yeah Well I am gonna go out on a limb and ca- Call me crazy But I don't think Fitz is happy this chapter <laughs> Oh
1: really? You think so?
0: I, I know, I know. Wow,
1: that's I a may have to deviation. Defend this. <laughs> Honestly, I think a lot of the chapters we've had him in the so-so or happy range, so yeah. I'm okay with straight up calling him stressed in this one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Stressful times.
1: Yep. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode. Please join in conversations through our email at, at com on our website leave a comment on any of those on our Instagram or the uh website robinhob.reddit.com we have uh, episodes posted there by the wonderful moderator and you can start discussions in those comments as well if you have questions or anything we'll periodically pop in to those as well to uh continue discussions with you yeah also want to thank everybody for um you know, recommending us to everybody shouting us out on different social medias and things like that. It's great to hear from all of you. And we look forward to, uh, interacting with everybody again.
0: Yeah. We really enjoy getting to see, um, the community discussions and seeing that our podcasts, um, is giving you guys platform to talk about things that maybe you didn't haven't thought about in a really long time.
1: Yeah, because we 100% don't know
0: everything. No.
1: <laughs> and we want to hear more theories and things like that. So please, please, yeah. please just don't be afraid. keep talking. Yeah.